everyone. I'm Nicole. And I'm Crystal. Welcome back to Las Brujas and Friends podcast. A podcast where we talk about international stories, tales, legends, and myths. Sprinkled with true crime, extraterrestrial, and the like. These accounts have been passed down through family and friends. We're sharing these stories to keep them going. And we want to continue to pass them down for culture, fascination, and for you guys to feel the same fear we felt when we heard them. This is a disclosure. We're not professionals. We're not historians. We just love everything scary. In this episode, we're going to talk about Mount Shasta. We also have our first guest, Troy. Hello. My, my husband, Troy. My partner in crime. Something like that. Um, before we get into our story, we wanted to address today. Today is October 1st, or now known as October 1. Um, if you didn't know, there was a mass shooting at the festival grounds near Mandalay Bay. 58 people were killed by a lone gunman at the Route 99 Music Festival in 2017. We live in Nevada, and we were shocked when we heard about the shooting. We were both working that night. Troy works on the strip closer to Mandalay. I was working downtown, so I was further away. Usually when you work in the casinos here, whether it be on the gaming side or hospitality, wherever you work, you usually know other people. Or even the way we found out or the way I found out was because somebody, somebody's husband worked at Mandalay. Yeah, I'm sure she was getting text messages and all sorts of updates, like firsthand people were actually there. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really scary night. When I got out of work, I remember that there was SWAT all over downtown carrying those really giant, giant guns. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, they, were, they closed down uh, the main freeway that goes through the Las Vegas that everybody knows too. What do you mean? They closed down 15. Oh, they closed down 15. Yeah, yeah. Com completely shut off. Couldn't get on or off the strip from the freeway. Yeah, I wanted to say that we're thinking of all the lives lost from that event. And my heart goes out to all the family and friends and anyone that was there. Actually, do you know anybody that was there? I know a few people that were there. A couple people. One of them I went to high school with and she was posting pictures and stuff. So, Oh, yeah, it I remember crazy. that. I mean, the only really, I guess, if you want to call it good, that came from it was the next day. I mean, I was pretty proud to live in the city and someone who just moved here. It was it was pretty, and it gave me faith in humanity again because everybody was out lining up, donating blood. Oh, and then yeah. the people who couldn't donate blood, they were bringing out snacks and waters and whatever else they could for the people who could donate blood. Yeah. The I mean, community the, really came together. Yeah. That was, um, that was cool to see. The couple of girls that I know, they actually deal with PTSD now. And it's, it sucks because we were dealers and you're working in such loud environments with so many people and it just sucks that it affects, you know, their whole life now Yeah. because it, of what happened. Sure. It's not something they can just turn on and off. Yeah. So everyone is in my thoughts. We just wanted to make sure that we talked about it because it was a mass shooting that happened here and... We live here. I want everyone to spread love. Love is powerful. We need more love and happiness in the world. And that's it. That's all I want to say. Don't want to get emotional. <laughs> don't cry. I don't want to cry. Okay. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta. So Mount Shasta, this isn't a folklore story that we, the podcast has been on the road of talking about myths and legends. We are going to talk about a mountain, a volcano. We were traveling um, to California last week, and we just so happened to be an hour and a half away. 
Yeah, we decided we're going to take a little detour on our trip. A little almost two-hour detour. <laughs> two-hour detour <laughs> in a car. I was so close by. In a um, small car. What car do we have? We had a Nissan Sentra. Oh, yeah, the Nissan. It was nice. That was a good I'll car. What. I don't know what you're talking about. That car got us up and down those hills. Yeah. If you're it out there, nice you car. need a new car. Thumbs up. <laughs> you were just talking crap about no, it. And it now small. you're saying it's good. I mean, it was small, but for what it was, I'd buy one. Okay, anyway. Mount Shasta. What? I'm going to do the stats on it. Okay, here we go. Stats time. Stat. Well, facts. Air quote. Facts. Okay, facts. Well, actually, no, these are actually really These are facts. actual facts. Okay. Mount Shasta is located in Northern California. 40 about- miles from the border of Oregon, apparently. Oh, I just put that it was three hours north of Sacramento. Oh, yeah. We were really close. Because we know that it's three hours away. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, Its elevation is over 14,000 feet, and it's actually Native American land, and it's been Native American land for thousands of years, something like over 7,000. It's a long time. That's a very long time. Yeah, I didn't see any Native (laughs) Americans out there, but that would explain why there's so many, seems like Native American Indian tribal names up there. I didn't For like the counter, counter, the county. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice. I, I wait. What road did we take that where you? Well, clicked in your head. There's, I don't know. There was just some of the names that were just really long, like Yeskub, Yeskibe, Y S I K B E, or something like that. I have no idea. I remember we were in the little downtown area and we were on Main Street. Mm, well, we also stayed off of South Avenue, so that's right. Yeah. Wait, but that wasn't up in oh, Mount yeah, Shasta. That, wasn't up there. that was three hours south. No, an hour and a half south. Yeah, an hour and a half south of that. Okay, so Mount Shasta, it's a volcano. It's not just a mountain; it's an actual volcano, active or dormant. Okay, it consists of four overlapping dormant volcanic cones. Okay, the main summit or the most prominent cone has its own name. Her name is Shastina. Shastina. <laughs> it's so original. Yeah, really. good job, guys. Whoever <laughs> named that one. I wonder if they named Shastina first. No, uh, right. No. It would have been Mount Shasta. And then were they like, we're going to call her Shastina. I is wonder. That, is that like little Shasta? Is it like oh, the Spanish yeah. version? If it, so we got Native Americans. Apparently we got little, some Aztecs little, maybe in there. A little sprinkle that in there. Little Shasta. <laughs> do you have anything else to say about Mount Shasta? I do. Oh, what do you want to talk about? Well, we were in, we were on Mount Shasta. I mean, what was it, like upper 70s? It was fairly warm. It was a comfortable day. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Not too hot. There was a lot of forest out there. A lot. Like you turned around. Dense. Yeah. With your back to the mountain and you looked out and it's thick, mm-hmm. for, like as far as you can see. Yeah. You know, usually you're out there, you can see some sort of like civilization out in the distance. No, there's none of that. Like Nothing. thick, dense forest. I remember driving up there. Remember I slapped yeah. you. I was like, look at it. Yeah. It's so super majestic. thick and green. It was crazy. Crazy. But apparently the ski resort was open that day on Mount Shasta. In September. In September. In upper 70 degree weather. So I, I clearly they must have snow all year round. Because we're coming out of the hot season and there's already snow up there. So hopefully we'll have a lot of snow this year. Yeah. Because we love to go through the snow. I hate being cold, but I love going in the snow. I don't care. So Mount Shasta, famous for its clouds. A lot of people describe the clouds as mushroom caps or stacks of pancakes. Now, if you look up pictures on Google, it's really what it looks like. I remember those clouds. Those clouds were tense. It's crazy. Tense, not tense. Intense. 
But yeah, because then the clouds just seem to kind of hang out around the mountain. They don't like even when they started to drift away, you'd look back 15 minutes later and it's covered in clouds again. Yeah. Isn't and it's that like weird? the same cloud. We were an hour away and you can see the mountain that far. We yeah. were an hour away and I can still see the mountain and it. The skies were foggy, but I mean, it's California, it's overcast, yeah. but right at the mountain, it was so cloudy yeah, at and the it's, top. And around it is all clear blue skies, mm-hmm. like super clear, oh, yeah, great later day. The day. It was so Shout out to anybody clear. who was uh, watching us on Instagram stories because we were showing you guys. Yeah. But or yeah, adventures. super blue, blue skies, beautiful day. And just around the summit is always clouds. So apparently those clouds are called lenticular clouds. That's what gives it its odd shape. Wow, you're so scientifical right now. Scientifical, really? <laughs> it's about 60 days out of the year from fall to winter. So I think we were just a little too early to see those like super crazy clouds. But there were definitely a lot of clouds up there and they just didn't seem to move. But they were also fast moving. Like they they rotated themselves around the mountain pretty quickly. It was you, a trip to see. You observe these clouds a lot. I yeah. just remember going, wow, look at those clouds. Well, it's just like it's a clear blue day. <laughs> Why are the clouds just hanging out right there? I didn't put two and two together that day. I didn't think about that. The reason why we're talking about Mount Shasta so much today is because a few months ago, I stumbled upon this Twitter thread from at Nick Hinton. So you went down the tw- the Twitter rabbit hole. Yeah, I did. Yeah. For Mount Shasta is what you did. The Twitter th- thread started with him talking about paranormal hotspots. And I got, I fell down the rabbit hole and I started reading the whole thread and Mount Shasta appeared. And I instantly Googled, where is Mount Shasta? And we just decided, so happened. Yeah, we, let's take a three-hour drive. Right next to our hotel. Right next three to the uh, And well, the hotel was an hour and a half away. Let's be fair. It was in the middle. And yeah. it was kind of cool because when you got on the freeway, what, I think it was the five. But when you face north, you see the mountain like right down the middle of the freeway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, we were... Couple hours away, and you could still see it pretty clearly. It's it's that big. The first accounts of paranormal activity can go back to around the early 1800s. That's crazy. That's, that's a, a couple long hundred time years ago. before people even really. And maybe they called it paranormal sightings because those people weren't used to this stuff. Because you know, Native Americans, it goes down. They're yeah. The beginning of time, they they're already spiritual. Yeah. So maybe these people didn't, you That know. and they get high. <laughs> I mean, it's a rite of passage, right? You smoke whatever plant. A lot of Amer- Native American tribes, as like a rite of passage, you smoke something, like some sort of hallucinogenic. Really? Yeah. And that's how you like move on to the next phase of your life. No way. Or depending on what kind of trip or what you see in your trip, it may change your place in life or something like that. I had no idea. Yeah. Like the ayahuasca plant. Goes back pretty far. From Native Americans? It goes back It goes back to like biblical times. Oh, jeez. I they, didn't know all this now. Yeah. They said when uh, <laughs> Moses got the tablets. It's not Moses. It was Moses. I have no idea. I don't know. But no, because Noah had the ark. So Moses had the tablets. That's how I remember this, guys. Noah had the ark. Moses, Moses had the tablets. tablets. Not the iPads. Not the, the, the Ten Commandments. But, Tablets have gone a long way. Yeah, they, they, they talk about the burning bush, but they did some scientific research around the area of where the story takes place mm-hmm. on the planet. And it very well could have been ayahuasca plant. So he was on a like The a, burning bush was the, ayahuasca right? plant, like he could so have been all high. Super, super deep DMT trip talking to God. Maybe that's the secret of talking to God. 
So anyways, back, to, to, back to Shasta. Back to Shasta. Okay, back to Shasta. This guy named Frederick Sp- Spencer Oliver. That's three first names. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust a man with two first names, so this guy's got three. He's That means he's legit. He's legit. Mm-hmm. It's like a triple negative. So he claimed to be a spirit that was channeling through him. What was channeling through him? The spirit. The spirit was, he was channeling a spirit. Through him? Through himself. Okay. He described a hidden city of advanced beings living inside the mountain. What? Mount Shasta. There's an alien advanced being community hanging out. I wonder if they pay HOA. It's Area 52. Area 52. That's That's, where they moved them all. That's where they moved them. Shout out to anybody watching the Instagram again. Saw my Naruto run. Oh, that's the day we were there. We were, we skipped out on Area 51 day. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just so happened to be next to this paranormal hotspot. Yeah, so we had to go look. But we also just so happened to leave the day of Area 51. Yeah. Where they were supposed to raid it and nothing happened. His writings are actually incorporated into a lot of the belief system still in circulation around the area. So all the UFOs or like Sasquatch, Lumerians apparently. I guess that's the name for the aliens. Wow, Lumerians. Yeah, or Saint Germain. I'm not really sure how that... I don't know if that's like something that lives there or if it was a saint of something. The patron saint of UFOs and aliens. Hmm. I don't know, maybe. And sightings of Sasquatch, which is a little more believable now that we hiked around it a little bit. I can't wait till we talk about Sasquatch and that one thing. Anyways, okay. But yeah, Sasquatch. So this goes back. 200 years. 200 years. That's a long time. I mean, apparently these Native Americans have been there for thousands of years. But like I said, maybe Native Americans are already all spiritual. And maybe these people 200 years ago were like, what in the world is this? (laughs) It's crazy. And some of the stuff is, I mean, at least it's plausible. Because now that we saw like how dense that forest was firsthand, you could go years without finding something. Mm -hmm. Like if you just get all lost and wound up in there someone's gonna have to creepy right like someone's gonna have to come down with a helicopter to get you out it's really dense it's super dense it was crazy it was a trip i'd never seen something like that before grew up in a city so all right so this twitter thread i'm gonna start going down where the rabbit hole begins the thread says or he says it's famous for its ufo sightings just like we talked about the Native Americans refer to them, the UFOs, as the guardians and consider the mountain sacred. They believe the mountain was one of the first things created by the Great Spirit. In the past, only shamans were allowed to climb up because it was considered too dangerous for ordinary people. Apparently, many people who visit the mountain today end up missing. And then the conspiracy theory begins about these missing people. Well, that makes sense, though. Because if you're camping out there and you're not like an experienced camper, I could see you going going missing pretty easily. Yeah, I got nervous when we were on that trail. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. What direction are we facing? You can get lost, so like lose you really your could. equilibrium or your sense of direction so fast. It also didn't help that the trails, while they were clearly marked on the map, they weren't very clearly marked on the trail. Oh, no, because it shows just one trail. But then you start walking and it splits, it splits into three. And, and a bunch like, of like little ones too which, off to the side. Which side of the fork do I go down? Which one's going to take me to my death? And which one's going to yeah. take me back around? It looked like it'd be a fun hike, about seven miles long. But 
Yeah. Yeah. It just You could easily get lost just on the trail. So if you're one of those crazy badasses who likes to camp out in the middle of- Oh, yeah. And you put your hammock in the tree at night. Yeah. You hang in hammocks and stuff. Easily to get lost out there. The conspiracy theory. It's a story about a kid that was- And then I have a conspiracy theory about the conspiracy theory. <laughs> or Well, not about the whole theory, but about this one story. Twitter says that this happened October 1st, 2010. But after researching, I found an article about a boy. So I said it's about a boy going missing. I found an article, one article about a boy going missing on September 2nd, 2011. So like a whole year later, a year and a uh, no less than a year, 11 months later. There were no other stories about this boy who went missing, which is strange. Okay. But we're going to play along. Here's the story. A three-year-old boy went missing. He was with his family camping, and he seemed to have vanished into thin air. They found him five hours later. He was found in an area that was already searched. Weeks later, the boy started telling his family what happened while he was missing. He said a woman who he thought was his grandma took him into a deep cave on the side of the mountain. In the dark cave, she proceeded to take him into a dark, spider-infested room filled with what they interpreted his description as motionless humanoid robots. These are the people living in the mountain. Yeah, these are the people. And then it goes into a guy named David Paulides or Paulides, who is a former police detective who has dedicated his life to bringing stories to light, missing people who go missing in national parks. Like he, he's into the whole paranormal UFO thing too. And then it goes on into other national parks and how apparently all national parks are paranormal hotspots. I don't know. That's Makes sense to keep that from us. Right. A lot of strange things happen in national parks. Yeah. Kind of. I but I mean, like, I guess time and place. Right. Yeah. Because you're not going to get the same stories in like the middle of a city. What do I know? I know. What do we know? I'm not we a paranormal know. activity expert. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay. So the mic. Theory about this story. I found that one article that was written 11 months later. I'm wondering if the authorities, because the story started to get traction and people were like, oh yeah, what happened to that boy that went missing? And the authorities don't want to tell us where he was. And he was gone for five hours. That's a long time. So my theory is the authorities tried to backtrack or throw off the people who believe this kid was in contact by aliens by publishing an article about the incident later. Yeah, when it all it's all simmered down. Yeah. And then we'd be like, oh, hey, by the way. So there can be an official. Yeah. It's like when they announce something on the front page of a paper. Mm -hmm. Like it's all the, and they were completely wrong, but they put the correction in like the smallest font in the back. Kind of, yeah. Right, like people are just, okay, I'll take it for what it is. Or I'm thinking like me, I want to see if this story is true. But there's nothing about the story. But there's one article. What I'm trying to say is it's to make the conspiracy theory about the kid or the story about the kid finding aliens fake. Yeah, to For discredit it, to it completely. Fake, discredit it because there is an actual published credible story online. Uh, that makes sense. And I, I think especially like when it comes to government entities, mm -hmm. they do that a lot. Like Maybe even, they got like the government was like, I'm so sick of these people calling and asking yeah. about this kid and the aliens. Just publish something so we can say, refer to this article. It has all the information you exactly. need. Exactly. And just make it so out there 
Because humans have a tendency, if you give me four true statements, but you mix in one false statement that's completely absurd, Mm -hmm. humans will just discredit the whole statement. Exactly. Since this article is a credible source, people will be like, well, why am I going to believe some person talking about aliens when there's an actual story about the boy that went missing and they found him and he was safely returned to his family. Right. So that is a trip. Mm -hmm. And I could see that happening. I mean, weird stuff happens in that those types of areas all the time anyway. We went to Mount Shasta. We went on a little hike. I wish we would have hiked more, but we had a wedding to get to. (laughs) Congrats, Alex and Maria. We didn't want to get lost on the mountain and not make the wedding. Yeah, we we didn't want you guys to skip your own wedding to come find us either. So (laughs) love you guys. Uh, We unfortunately... Nothing happened while we were hiking. I did almost get run over by a biker. That's true. A lot, a lot of people go take their mountain bikes up there. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't pick up their dog poop. Shame on you. <laughs> they leave bags for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing. I was paying attention. I was literally paying attention to the birds and the bugs. Because usually when there's something scary or a predator coming, they'll be really quiet. Yeah. But we saw bluebirds. They're we hanging out, birds. chirping, squawking. Yeah, the birds were living their best life on yeah. that mountain. It was a nice day. A lot of there's a few people out there too, just very picturesque. Yeah, it's beautiful out. out there. Yeah. Next time, I want to go camping for at least two nights in Shasta. Could we take like a truck? Why would we need a truck? So we can sleep in the truck. <laughs> truck i want to sleep in a tent okay we have one night in the truck bed one night we have in to tie something around each other because if you go missing in the middle of the night i i don't know what i'll do well if i go missing with the rope around me what's the difference you just know that i'm missing i'll go missing with you we'll go missing together that's not true because we'll be tied to each other okay we'll figure something out we're <laughs> gonna start small here we might, maybe we'll go to red rock first red rock oh camping yeah, I haven't camped since I was a child and I didn't do any of the work. So I don't even know what camping entails. Yeah, I don't know how to pitch a tent or anything like that. The pitch closest thing I did Was to make camping. a fort for the kids in the living room. No, no, no. <laughs> it was with my dad. My dad, me and my dad got invited to do a little fishing trip with mm-hmm. a work friend from work. And we ended up going. We actually drove by that lake too. What lake? That was called Lake Almanor. We oh. drove by it on five... Or one oh. of those freeways. I was about to point it out, but I forgot. But the closest thing we did to camping was my dad. We used to have this big Astro van. We took out the middle seats and we mm-hmm. put a sleeping bag there. We were going to sleep on that. Yep. Problem is we finally got to the lake and I hung out in the sun for so long. I got sick. So we drove home. You got sun poisoning? Yeah. Oh, that's scary. And I didn't get any fish. Oh. I do remember that. You so didn't no get fish. fish. You got sick. Got and then sick. you had to go home. And we drove home. That was like six hours of driving one day. My dad drives slow. I was miserable. <laughs> that was your closest camping experience? That was experience? my closest camping experience. Yep. <laughs> okay, um, I have a, I have a little bit more than you then. I, uh, I have a little bit more than you. We have to take some... actually went camping. Camping classes. Camping classes? I don't think they do those. Yeah. I think the REI, I'm sure there, there's some... You would. How to. You would go to a camping yeah. class and come super to, prepared. I got it. She's making fun of me being prepared. But then I would go and I would book a cabin and be like, I'm prepared. (laughs) I I also carry an everyday carry backpack with me. So it's got got band-aids. You're prepared. I am prepared. It's got extra chargers. I'm not. I barely have my keys. Yeah. I got some sunscreen in there. (laughs) 
We didn't even put sunscreen on ourselves at Mount Shasta. We didn't. We didn't need to. The paranormal activity. The pr- was, yeah. Pr- was the protecting us, The cloud coverage. The cloud coverage was helping us enough. So doing a little bit of research, the last UFO sighting was this year. Really? 2019. Late April. It was posted oh, to the that's not that long ago. Mutual UFO Network. And I don't know if the short is MUFON or MUFFIN. M-U-F-O-N. MUFON. 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 I don't know. Mutual <laughs> UFO Network. So apparently oh, it's like the site of puts all of them together. And there's actually pictures. And if they're untouched, it does it does look suspicious. But I guess this guy was visiting some family. He stepped outside, looked up at the mountain, and there's this weird glowing thing near the peak. Mm-hmm. And he I says, think I saw this picture. Right. And it always looks like a little piece of aluminum. Oh. Aluminium. But then he has another picture where it starts to take off and it leaves. <gasps> and it leaves like a trail that you see in the picture in the second picture <gasps> I don't as think it's like I saw taking that. off isn't why is it it's 2019 we have cameras with like five jillion megapixels yeah your phone records in 4k but every time we see one of these things it's like the grainiest <laughs> black and white picture like don't you have an iphone it's on a vhs tape yeah <laughs> It's like this guy had to shake his Polaroid picture before he posted it to the internet. He had to go get it um, developed at yeah, Walgreens. Yeah, <laughs> he went to Walgreens and the guy Wait, touched his photos. Wait, what was it before Walgreens? I always had Walgreens. No, it, there was a name before Walgreens and now it's going to bug me and I have to look it Longs? up later. Longs? No, I grew, we up, Longs. I grew up in Florida. It was different. Oh, for Eckerd's. What? <laughs> That's not a thing. I think it was Eckerd's. Ackards or Eckards? Eckards with an E. E C K A R D S? Yes. Eckards? I think it was E R D S. No. Walgreens is where it's at. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That's what makes alien sightings discredible. Is like, that the it, word? Discredible. Yeah. Like, I understand that this was like 1979 and you gave me that picture. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll believe it. But it's 2019, man. They give iPhones away for free. Seriously, I got mine for free. Right? Like, you got to give me something, man. <laughs> give me something a little bit better. Even even like a regular point-and-shoot camera, like four megapixels from 10 years ago takes better pictures than that. It always. Always. But it's always the, the very first camera ever made. And, um, but we do have the, the pilots. Okay. We have that. Which wasn't supposed to be released. No, I think... So, me and my buddies, we have a theory on this. About the pilot? About the pilots and why they released it. Oh. So, this whole this whole Storm Area 51 thing has been building up, mm-hmm. right? Been a couple months and... How many did you say that Facebook thing, that group? Two million. Two million people said they were going to show up. A hundred people showed up. Yeah. That <laughs> was Shocking. so sad. But I guess they were having parties downtown. They had like an Area 51 Here party. In Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. The night they before. Had, they had, when we were at the airport, they were selling Area 51 shirts. Yeah. I noticed that. And then even on some of the billboards. Should have bought one. Uh, since we missed it. The billboards here, like even the lawyers got in on it. One of them said, you know, if you, if you storm a federal facility, you're going to need a lawyer. Call us. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> So it picked up some big traction, and apparently the government flew in extra airmen. Yeah, they flew in a few hundred. Yeah, they flew in a bunch of extra airmen from the Air Force just in case. Yeah, they thought 
It I was thought it was going to be a down. thing. Mm-hmm. Well, like a hundred people showed up and they were. I think one arrest. All ready to party. <laughs> yeah, everybody just came to party. Yeah. But it was like a big tailgate. I think before they realized how small it was really going to be, mm-hmm. I think they threw out that whole Navy pilot. I saw a UFO thing to maybe try to calm people down a little bit. Maybe. Oh. Right. Like it, super, everyone's known about like the footage that they keep showing on those articles. Yeah. It's been on one of the History Channel specials they before. They did a but, whole special on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's out there already. But I think they're re-releasing it to maybe get people to avoid coming. Like, yeah, okay. Look, they even admitted they got something there. No they, need to- they admitted that they didn't know what it was. Yeah. But they didn't say they believe it was a an UFO, alien. Yeah, yeah, an alien. It's a trip. But then you could, I mean, even the UFOs that are in that video. I mean, drones move really well now. Who knows? What other side of the... Not as fast as yeah. they were saying. Those things were going like past lightning speed. Zipping around. I don't know. I I think it's... Lightning speed? I'm not, disc- I'm not saying that those guys don't know what they're looking at. I'm saying it's just unexplained. It's not... And we little... missed Area 51. We missed Area 51. We still kept on, on brand. <laughs> right? Went to Mount Shasta. Another UFO site. We still haven't seen a UFO. I do not want to see an alien. I don't even know what I would do. I would hope it'd be like fun, like ET. I don't know. I'll take them on a bike ride. I don't think aliens want to go on a bike ride when they can go. Yeah, the speed ET. of light. I think if, ET would be fun. I mean, I would hang out with ET. We'll of get them some, course. Re- some Reese's pieces. I thought there were Skittles. No, no they're, they're, they're Reese's pieces. Yeah, that's right. I think it was either Skittles or M and M's who turned down. <laughs> Oh no! The the chance first crack at uh being an ET jokes on them. No, no, because who likes Reese's Pieces? Well, and who a, loves Skittles and M and M's? Apparently, enough people liked Reese's Pieces after ET that a bunch of more bags were bought, like a significant amount for the year. But they it sold didn't a lot more stick bags. because people still will choose M&M's or Skittles over Reese's Pieces. But you're not you're not part of pop culture. Reese's Pieces are forever. Forever. They are forever. Within e- I'll give ET, them that. The extra, I'll give them E.T. The extraterrestrial. Good old Spielberg. Hopefully, if that day ever comes and we come across an alien, it's E.T. Yeah. Or Alf. Alf was an alien. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he I don't. I don't really want the Independence Day kind of kind of aliens. No, or signs. No, thank you. No, signs is easy. We just dump water on them. Yeah, they just can't. The germs, right? Something like that. The germs kill them. I mean, Will Smith is still around. I guess I can't be mad if it's Independence Day style. Jeff Goldblum still oh. around. We got both of them, right? We'll I'm down. Them. Monsters Inc. Those are monsters. Those aren't aliens. I thought Mike Wazowski was an alien. No, I think they're all just monsters. Oh snap. Okay. That's cool. What's I'll, another I'll kid alien too, movie? It's all Can good. I get minions? Alien? Aliens? No, Multiple that's a scary movie. movie. What's the alien movie? I'm talking about kids movies. I want a nice alien. Oh. A nice, cute. Home. Home. I didn't Is really Baymax pay attention an to that alien? One. No, he's a robot. Wow, I don't know any aliens. <laughs> hey, kids alien movies, huh? I don't really know either. Oh, hello. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. That's another good one. Stitch. Can you imagine if we see a stitch? I would probably be so scared because he originally has like six legs, right? <laughs> yeah, and he like shoves two of them in and into like, his ribs. 
a bunch of eyes. I don't know. He has like no, multiple I think he only had two eyes, but he was he was mean looking. Mm-hmm. And then he wasn't mean looking. I think it was like 14 when I saw that movie. All right. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah. I'll keep that joke to myself. <laughs> <laughs> this wraps up this episode. Subscribe to Las Brujas and Friends Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Las Brujas Podcast and on Twitter at Brujas Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Any feedback, suggestions, or personal testimonials that confirm these stories, we would love to read them. A question for you. Do you believe in aliens? Join us next week. We post every Friday. Bye. Bye. Killed it. Good job, babe.